Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are stories about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. Dana was 41 when I first met him in the outpatient clinic because of seizures. The referral only noted that he had post-traumatic seizures, but the details were vague, and since he was from another healthcare system, we didn't have any records to go back and evaluate. When I walked into the clinic room, the patient's young wife immediately got up and stuck out her hand, introducing herself, and then noted to the patient, who was sitting in a wheelchair, Honey, the doctor just came in. Dana was bald, with a neatly trimmed mustache and beard, and a large welcoming smile. As he stuck out his hand to shake mine, I noticed he was not just an average young man with a seizure disorder, but rather he had a left below-the-knee amputation, his face was slightly asymmetric, and there was a large scar behind his right ear extending to his clavicle. And while he turned his head and arm towards me, I needed to intercept his hand as he clearly was not able to see me whatsoever, hence the notation by his wife of my arrival in the room. As I sat down to speak to the patient and his wife, they began relaying his story, playing off one another's words and breaks. Dana noted that he'd been a truck driver and had done most of his work within the state, given that the contracts he'd had with his company were almost exclusively based within its borders. I pretty much know all of the state and interstate routes, having driven on almost every one of them, the patient noted. And that's just saying something. About nine months ago, coming back from a run from the southern border, he'd been involved in a motor vehicle accident. Well, it wasn't just an accident. It was a disaster, said the patient's wife, somewhat stoically. Yeah, replied Dana. I asked him to relate what he remembered. There were three of us in our cabs, each driving after dropping off our loads. We were deadheads, you know, no loads. This guy in an 18-wheeler, he was driving fast. He started to pass us. I was the lead guy. But he didn't judge right. He started coming over too early and his second trailer was just going to hit me, so I blew my horn, threw on my brakes, and he did too. Last thing I remember is him hitting me flush on the side. Dana stopped, looking pensive. His wife started up again with tears in her eyes. Dana was in surgery for hours. They flew him up to the university hospital, and they took him right to the operating room. To get him out of the truck, you can see they had to take his leg. He was smashed up from head to toe pretty bad. After the surgery, he was unconscious for six weeks. We didn't think he'd make it. I sat there, taking all of this in. What a tragedy for a young man to have happened, or anyone for that matter. His seizures were the least of his issues. When I woke up, I had a new face, a new stump, a new shoulder, Dana noted with a laugh. And I was blind. At first, I thought I could see light, but now docs say that that's not possible. His wife noted that he'd been in physical therapy ever since, and that he's been gradually improving his strength and training through the prosthesis. But nothing on the vision side, the patient noted. The eye doctor says it's permanent. It's never coming back. I guess I have to live with that. But you know, I can still hear, I can still feel, I'm with my family. Can't ask for much more than that. The patient's wife nodded. It's okay, dear. We're all here. Dana started again. 
but Doc, we came here because you're supposed to take care of my seizures, right? I nodded, asking him to tell me more about those events. The last one, I thank God for. I asked him to explain, as this isn't the usual response one gets when curing a patient about their seizures. Well, I was in bed, and, you know, my daughter, she was massaging my stump, which sometimes gets sore because of the fake leg. My wife was sitting on the edge of the bed, and she was reading one of those Harry Potter books out loud. I don't know which one. All of a sudden, I started to feel something. Can't tell you what, but a strange feeling, and my neck stiffened up. All of a sudden, I looked up, and I saw my daughter rubbing my stump. I saw my wife in her gray striped t-shirt and her hair pulled back, and I saw my red shorts, and then I blacked out. When I came to, I felt super tired. I was blind again, and my wife was calling 911. But Doc, I'll tell you, I saw again. I was, to say the least, amazed by the story. When asking the patient's wife about the accuracy of the description, the clothes, what the daughter was doing, namely all of the details, Dana's wife noted, I first told him that he was just imagining it, that it wasn't real. But he was right on it all. What our daughter was doing and what she was wearing, what I was wearing in my hair and his shorts, it was all right. And Doc, I don't care if I have seizures, you know, said the patient. He looked down and I could see her tear fall from his eye. If it lets me see, even for a second, my family, then it's all worth it. I swallowed, feeling choked up for this brave man who had lost so much, but was still so appreciative of nothing more than for a brief view of his family. Maybe that one time, maybe others, who knows. But it did note that in some patients with either a stroke or more often traumatic brain injury, there can be the development of something called cortical blindness, where the area of the brain that subserves vision can be injured but there may be remnants of vision left that might be rehabilitated. There were definitely expert places that were involved in research in this area and one relatively close by to the clinic. I pointed this out to the patient that although I didn't have the full clinical scenario of his scans and his various procedures, that might be something that he could consider for for the future. I have more metal in me than the $6 million man, Dan equipped. So even the CT scans can't do very well, but we'll go wherever you think that might be able to help. I also told the patient I was going to leave his medications alone for his seizures to see how he would do on the current dose since he'd only been on it for a couple of weeks. Thanks, Doc. I'll always be happy I got to see my wife and daughter one more time, and maybe this other thing might help as well. I agreed. The only thing that bothered me was that on exam, the patient's pupil only reacted sluggishly, suggesting not just the area of the brain where vision was located was affected, but also the more front areas of the pathway as well. But only time would tell what would heal and what wouldn't. I called and got the patient to see the Visual Rehabilitation Center over at the university, who noted that this was an active area they were doing quite a bit of research on and that the patient would be no doubt exposed to a lot of options on treatment. When I spoke to the medical director and subsequently, I asked about how the patient was doing 
and my exam findings. While the patient was just starting, the director noted that he'd only gotten glimmerings of what he called blind sight, being able to detect light areas which were considered blind, but that, as well, he had perhaps the most bright and cheerful countenance of all the patients at the center. I thanked him and hung up the phone. Right then, I felt this overwhelming sense of gratitude. I considered myself incredibly lucky, not only for everything I had, but more importantly, having met Dana and knowing what it really was like to appreciate everything around you, from being able to get up in the morning and walk down the stairs to seeing your family sitting next to you and being able to listen as your wife reads Harry Potter aloud. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.